Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor Jim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. For the next couple of weeks, we'll be featuring a few of our favorite previous episodes of the podcast. In October, we'll begin a new book study on the Gospel of Mark. Also, as you're considering your plans for next year, TBC will be embarking on a Journeys of Paul tour, July 7th through 16, 2024. We'll step into history and walk where the Apostle Paul journeyed as we visit Philippi, Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and many other locations. This tour will bring the scriptures to life with meaningful worship services and Bible studies with Pastor Jim. You can learn more at thevillagechapel.com tour. Now, here's today's study. Hey folks, Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee. And alongside me today is Pastor Gilbert Lennox from over in Northern Ireland. He's the founding pastor of Glen Abbey Church there in Belfast, a wonderful church. Uh, Gilbert, how, how, uh, how many years ago did that church get founded and how long have you been a pastor there? Well, it, it goes back to 1988 and Easter of that year. Wow. Um, and uh, I was part of the very beginnings of that. Not very auspicious beginnings, but anyway, we <laughs> stuck together. And gradually over the years, um, uh, the, the church was formed and came into being. I've now stepped down as uh, the, the senior pastor, to, to, to use that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm no longer in leadership. I still am involved in, in teaching, but I've been involved with that community of people for many years now. Well, you've uh, uh, been such a a good friend to us here at the Village Chapel. I think you've spoken at our men's retreat. You've spoken at our our church before. Uh, We've uh, we've so enjoyed our relationship, of course. Uh, Your daughter, Kristen Getty, and and her husband, Keith, and their family, the four girls. Uh, Man, I... I, when they came back from uh, this uh, COVID break, uh, the four girls had sprouted up, and I just, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was That's amazing. Hap- I haven't sprouted up, though, in the past year. <laughs> I think I'm going the other way. <laughs> well, no, I, you're still amazing uh, to me. I, I follow you on Instagram, and your, um, your, your landscape photography, I guess, is the way it's categorized, but your photography yeah. is so good, and I highly recommend anybody that's watching today, it's a... Uh, if it's okay with you, Gilbert, I'll give out. It's Gilbert underscore Lennox on Instagram. That's, You've that's got to check out uh, Gilbert's photography. And um, I, I, we're, we're going to talk about a psalm here. And I, I, I believe you, you were sharing with me just before we started here uh, that this psalm has actually influenced a bit of your uh, photography, right? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Well, um, Tell me, you're, you've chosen Psalm 19. That's correct. And uh, such a brilliant psalm, uh, which begins, the heavens are telling or declaring the glory of God. You have some history with this psalm, right? It's formative for you? And it goes back to the 1970s. Um, yes, I am that old. Uh, and I was, <laughs> I was a student at the University in Belfast studying uh, modern languages and literature and, and particularly at the time I was studying French poetry, I, I love poetry. Mm. I love the succinct nature of it. I, I love the rhythms of it, the metaphor, uh, all of that. And the way that, that poetry has, as our famous poet uh, Seamus Heaney would put it, it, enables you to dig 
uh, dig through the layers of human experience and at least raise some of the profound questions. So mm-hmm. I love poetry and a, a classics professor who was a believer at the university. Uh, one day in his room introduced me to the art of the Bible, if you like, the, the literature of the Bible. And I had never been used to thinking of the Bible in those terms. It had always been sermons and talks and theology and so on. Mm. And think in terms of the, the literature that's there. Yeah. Uh, and to do that, he used this psalm. And this was revolutionary mm. for me. Uh, mm. To look at the literary structure, to see the way metaphors use it. And, and again, from my background, where you weren't encouraged to think of God and art in the same sentence. Mm. In fact, for many people, they were in opposite yeah. <laughs> directions. Yeah. Um, this, this was just uh, mind-blowing. It was world-opening for, for me and has informed so much uh, from then uh, until now, yeah. So important. Um, I, I think even that opening statement, the heavens declare the glory of God, um, the, the beauty of poetry, the beauty, the, those words are more than just a bald fact, right? They're actually pointing to, some, they, they're telling us nature points to something beyond itself, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's I mean, in, in a sense, th- this poem is all about communication. I mean, mm. that, that, that's, that's the major theme of it that comes through all the parts of it, mm. about words, um, mm. but different kinds of words. They, they the wordless words of creation, if you like. Yeah. And then there's the word that God himself sends to us through his words. And then at the very end of the poem, right at the end, you have the poets um, talking about the words of his own heart uh, because human beings have been uniquely created in the image of God to talk back to God, to talk with God, mm. to respond to him in a way that the, the, the animals don't do. Yeah. And so... It's just a, a wonderful flow from the, the declaration of creation to the glory of God and his artistry. Yeah. I just love the phrase, the work of his hands. Oh, yeah. It's just the idea of his fingers. Again, a wonderful metaphor, uh, uh, painting it out, drawing it out, sculpting the universe um, and mm. the, the beauty of that 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 speaks, there isn't a human being alive who hasn't sensed the reality of those words, whether they accept them right. or don't. Uh, as it says, everybody is heard. And Paul actually uses that idea yeah. in Romans chapter 10 when he talks about how faith comes. Faith is a response to, to the word, the revelation of God. And everybody has had this revelation, he says. Have they not heard? Of course they have. The word has gone out and the word of creation has gone out to everybody. So that was so important to me as a student, that positive declaration to realize this is the big story of which my life is a little tiny story. Uh, because as a student, I mean, you don't really know where you are. You're hearing all these philosophies coming against you. You're yeah. reading all literature that your mother wouldn't approve of. And um, you're doing all of this, thinking all of these thoughts. And here you have the rock of this statement. The heavens are saying something. They're mm-hmm. declaring uh, that we have a glorious God. Yeah. Uh, um, and everything goes back to that. So 
even in my artistic endeavors, such as they are, um, God is the supreme artist. Yeah. Uh, he is the author of all art. And it all goes back to him as the, as the poet says at the end, let, let the words of my heart, mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you because God mm. is the supreme artist. So he's the audience. We want to bring our words, our art and so on back to him. So you can see then why this had such a profound impact upon me. It really is so, uh, I, we always think of the Psalms around Village Chapel anyway, as songs of revelation and response. And exactly what you've said here, that, that, that both with words that, you know, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul, verse seven there. And with the wordless words, as you said, I love the way you said that, the heavens declaring the glory of God. So we have that. And then that response, uh, what was it? Athanasius said, uh, the Psalms speak to us, but they also speak for us. They, they give us those kinds of uh, words that we ought to use to respond to God for who, who he is. Uh, uh, Gilbert, we're, we're studying Genesis here at the Village Chapel uh, at present going through. And uh, I'm just reminded, too, there are some really big picture questions uh, that, and longings that are expressed in Psalm 19, just like in yeah. Genesis, where where did all this come from? And 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 here we have uh, a beautiful poetic answer. <laughs> yeah. we, we do. And the. The, the, the structure of the psalm is so important, the, the way it's written, um, but, but it, it creeps up on you and, and hits you by surprise in the middle because you think it is a psalm about creation and you're reading through and it's so beautifully done and it's lovely and suddenly you get the law of the Lord and you're going, have I, have I jumped to another psalm here? Is it, what's going on here? And the structure of the psalm forces you to ask the question, what is the connection between these two parts? Ah. And the connection is that it's about words. God speaks in creation, as Paul again reminds us in Romans 1, but it's not the only way he speaks, uh, because that's not enough. That's, that's wonderful. It's marvelous. Uh, as they say, a picture is worth uh, a thousand words. But the question then is, which words? Um, and God hasn't left us to try to interpret the picture ourselves. He's also given us the interpretation. So we have, we have a picture which hits us with awe and wonder and at the majesty and genius and divinity of God. And then God reveals himself in his words. And one of the most powerful things to me about this, Sam, is the focus on the sun. Mm. Uh, it, it is this wonderful thing at the beginning where out of all the things in the heavens, he chooses to write about the sun. And as a character, the sun mm. suddenly appears like a bridegroom on his wedding day. Yeah. With all the excitement and the anticipation being dragged almost reluctantly as they did, in, uh, as the habit was in the culture, uh, out to, to, to the wedding day. And uh, just the, the, the sheer fun and joy and anticipation of that mm. and the, the sun being like that and nothing is hidden from its heat. Without the sun, there is no life. There's no warmth. No plant lives. No animal lives. Our human life is impossible. And then you switch from that immediately to the word of God. And the implication is, is just totally clear. God's word functions exactly the same way without mm. it. 
We don't have light on life. We don't understand mm-hmm. it. We don't have guidance. We don't have wisdom. Yeah. So three things so powerfully together. And, and when I'm out on the coast of Northern Ireland, on those occasions when we actually have a little blue sky, uh, <laughs> watch the sunset, which I did last night. Um, went to the Giants Causeway where oh, you've been yes. with me. I've been and went down to the stones and watched the sun as it sank into the sea, to put it poetically. Of mm. course, we know sink in the sea, which is a good thing. But poetically, <laughs> the sky. Yeah. And thinking about this psalm and just the power of the sun, the glory, the beauty of it, and then seeing that God's word functions in the same way in our life or is meant to, and all those wonderful descriptions of God's word. So, yeah, powerful psalm, wonderful. Well, that's amazing. I hope it'll alter and change the way each and every one of us today when we go out uh, and and live our everyday lives under the sun or walking on a on a sidewalk, a blade of grass. I mean, the glory of God is in every bit of it. And uh, I love I love the way that this uh, psalm has impacted you. I hope it'll impact us as well today. I wonder would you would you close us in prayer? Uh, uh, Be delighted to. Thank you so Be much. Delighted. Thanks, Tim. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful poetry. Thank you for your own artistry, for the creation that declares that not only do we have a creator, but we have a glorious creator. Mm -hmm. And thank you for creating us with the ability to appreciate it, to listen to the wordless words, to listen to your real word that you have delivered to us through your prophets, through your apostles, through the Lord Jesus, who is the word, and then use our words, however failing and hesitant they are, enable us to use our words this day Mm. to give thanks to you, to acknowledge you as God. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts Mm -hmm. be acceptable in your sight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Gilbert, thank you so much for being with us today. And hope you so, come back. Hope you come back again sometime soon. Absolutely. Love to. All right. God bless y'all. And you. Thanks for listening to today's study. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected by signing up for our newsletter or follow us on social media. At the Village Chapel, we believe God's word is unique in its source timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.